All right, Inappropriate Earl is in the house. Sorry about the lag time on Facebook Live, but I'm a one-man unit. But that's all right, because I'm number six on iTunes right now, ahead of a lot of people who have engineers, sound people, managers, agents. I don't need any of that shit, because I'm a fucking star. No, I'm just kidding. What if I really thought like that? Uh, Thank you guys for the love and support. I still don't know how I got that high in the charts, but let's keep it moving. And today I have, you know, a lot of people sometimes tell me they're a little uh, tired out on the stand-up talk, on the roast battle talk on the cartoon talk, on the Showtime talk. Well, then you get me on another fucking show, and I'll talk about that show. I'll talk about what I want, goddammit. And you might look at the man on my couch going, who is that? Oh, I'm on camera. Oh, yes, you're on. This is is the real deal here. We're on Facebook Live as well. Give it up for my guest, Mr. Izzy Presley. Hi. Thank you for having me. You're like a jack of all trades. I only do Mm stand-up. That's all I'm good at. You do like... Uh, hosting, mm-hmm. a little bit of stand-up. I dabble bit, in it. A little bit. Now, when you say dabble in it, wh- like, wh- what does that mean? Um, I've uh, I've done it maybe six times over the last couple of years. Where? Uh, the first time was at an open mic in Atwater Village. The second time was opening up for Chip Zanuff's wedding on the Monsters of Rock cruise because uh, Don Jameson made me go out and front of him which was fine you know don's the best i know you're drunk just go do it izzy you got your five minutes uh sure go do it you know um and then i i did it back home in st cloud at an open mic it's just basically been open mics other than the uh the monsters of rock cruise thing but monsters of rock cruise is probably my best set but you also host the wednesday night what what is the i'm, I'm gonna butcher the name soundcheck live and what is that explained to it? Because it's a great, like, you get, like, big-name rockers there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically, it's an all-star jam. Um, but it's organized chaos. So, basically, we, our, we have what what's called, uh, we, we call it the resident band. And uh, they open up the show, they close the show, and they sit in on a very high majority of the songs. Um, and it's Steve Ferlazzo, who's he plays with uh, Richie Sambora now. And Orianti, um, but he also plays with Avril Lavigne. And then we have uh, Steve Feckety, who plays with Gwen Stefani, uh, Derek Frank, who plays with Shania Twain, and Carl Restivo, who plays with uh, Tom Morello. And our drummer is Glenn Sobel from Alice Cooper, who I am obsessed with He's because amazing. he's amazing. I've seen him play with Alice Cooper because my I'm friends with Nita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he does the drum twirly things throws him in the air and he's never once dropped him and the three or four shows I've seen, it's like you gotta drop him once he's just that good yeah he's a he's, machine he's, he's a, a showman yeah well didn't he graduate from uh mi not M- music what's the musicians institute uh, he teaches there yeah and uh it's just called mi mit oh okay MI. musicians institute yeah uh, mit i don't think they teach yeah that's like yet. smart people place but mi is like for smart musicians yeah yeah um like i think tommy lee got hurt one night and this is when they were opening up for the crew yep and he had to drum yeah and he learned like tommy lee's parts in like two hours mm-hmm. or, yeah that's, that's how good he is 
that's mind blowing to me. I know. Um, so to have him as your house drummer, it's quality. If you're in and around the LA area, it's the last Wednesday of every month. Last Wednesday every month at Lucky Strike Live. It's at Hollywood and Highland. No cover. Uh, and it's great. We you know we have guest curators every every month. It used to be every week. Now it's every month. So they come in and they do the whole second set. Um, we've had oh my god, who have we had? Well, uh, Tommy Hendrickson, the one you were there for. The, yeah, the night I was there, yeah. it was he, uh, uh, Johnny West, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp showed and up. And Joe Perry. Yep. It was amazing. I mean, it was like, yeah. It was Do you like, know how wow. hard it was not to tell anybody that was happening? Oh, I'm the worst at keeping secrets. Oh. When did you know they were coming? Um, Probably about a day before. I think it was a day before, then we got confirmation that day. But, you know, we had to keep it under wraps just in case, one, they didn't show up. Um, and two, we didn't want to want to happen. What happened when it was ultimate jam, when the David Lee Roth band was supposed to reunite. I mean, that's, and what happened there that got leaked. And what happened was so many people came, there's people sneaking in the back door. Cause you know, there's, there's another way to get in there. Oh, indeed. Yeah. We're not going to tell people what that is, but, Uh, um, well, you better be a hot girl. Yeah. You better be a really hot girl. Um, but basically, there was so many people that the fire marshal showed up and shut the show down. They were literally backstage, ready to go on. Oh, <laughs> and boom, there it was. I mean, full disclosure, I did drive by thinking of sneaking in because I know of, uh, let's just say, several. Uh, yeah, well, I knew about it, too. And I, I mean, that I wasn't even involved with that then. But I know several uh, avenues to uh, get into the building. Yeah, well, I, as well do I. Oh, I, yeah. I, I should mean, hope so. <laughs> yeah, you host the fucking show. I'm just right, a deadbeat. Right, right. Uh, and, like, so the original B- Bizonet, it, Roth, yep. Sheehan, and... Steve Vai. Uh, yes. Yep. And th- they were ready. They were actually on stage. Ready to go, doodling. And oh. all of a sudden, the, there's a fire marshal. Because that might be one of the greatest, uh, I mean, the the musicianship in that band. Unbelievable. You know, they get shit because of how they looked. I mean, Billy Sheen looked like, uh, I don't know, like RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. Well, it was 1986. And the, Greg, is it Bissonette? Bissonette. Because I'm such a fan of his, I don't want to be disrespectful. Uh, He was in the One Piece Body Glove sweats oh that's right how he drummed in that i'll never know and uh you know steve vice is like you know steve, steve vice it's like yeah. even if you don't like music you know who steve I is right um i mean that and david lee roth maybe the greatest front man of all time he is bar none i mean as big of a kiss fan as i am i i must say david lee roth is i don't know who's better if you look up rock star in the dictionary there's a picture of David Lee Roth. Uh, yeah. Uh, even in his, his first solo, uh, was it Eat Him and Smile? Eat Him and Smile, yeah. He was like, wow, that's what a rock star looks like. Yeah. Those, and even he had the uh, the leggings and the, uh, the cutout ass. <laughs> but they worked on him. They did. You know why? Because he was Dave. Yeah, I mean. That's all there is to it. He's Dave. Not another singer, even from that time frame, could have made that work. No. Uh, even Paul in his 
when Kiss was and in And trust me, he tried. <laughs> yeah, he was getting pretty close in the Crazy Nights era to, uh, you know, that's when Kiss was really selling out. Mm-hmm. And that's saying something when there's right. a particular era. Well, that- I mean, there was that, that was the time. It's like Kiss used to be the innovators, but right around, I mean, I'm a Kiss geek, and obviously you know this, but like, you know, 78, that's when they started following the times and yeah. changing and changing and changing. And all of a sudden they turned into a pop band. Well, I mean, I think their biggest, uh, it was like, the, I don't know the proper terminology, but I was made for loving you was yeah. like their biggest hit. Beth was their biggest hit. Are you sure on that? Yeah. You sure? Yep. Because I hear still to this day, I was made for loving you no, much Beth, more than Beth I do Beth. Their, Beth was their biggest hit. And even that was kind of probably a F you to Gene and Paul. Because Peter was, it was a B side to. Yeah, it was a B side to Detroit Rock City. And that had to kill Gene and Paul to this day. Well, I don't. I would say yes and no because that song pretty much saved their career. Because they, I mean, that Destroyer was nosediving. It was, they were coming off the super height of Kit of Live One. Then all of a sudden, Destroyer comes out and it's a totally different sound more polished, less raw, like the first right. three records were. And people were like, what the, what the fuck is this? This, this, this isn't the kiss that I know. Well, and, even as a kid, yeah. like, what was I, what was Destroyer, 77? 76. I mean, I was, May uh, 76. I was eight years old. And I'm like, this sounds different yeah. than Dress to Kill. See, you've got me by four years, but. Let's enjoy your 45. I'm trying to. You know, I mean, I, I don't feel 49, but something. you don't look it, you know, clean living. I've never had a drink in my life. I'm sorry. I, I well, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I mean, I, uh, I'm a voyeur. I, I, you know, been backstage a lot. Like we both have. Mm-hmm. And I love people watching even at lucky strike. Like that night, you know, it was great to see Brent Fitz and Todd Kearns. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think Frankie, the great Frankie Sidoris, uh, who's like the nicest dude mm-hmm. ever. Uh, just such a small environment and you could tell they were like not nervous but like getting excited to go on and i love that energy i tell you the one that i was really pissed that i missed and i missed it it was not this january but january before it was the first show back after the holiday break and i had a death in the family so i had to go back to minneapolis where it's 23 below zero at the time and i'm sitting at a bar in sock rapids after the wake, getting hammered, looking at my news feed and seeing on stage, I was supposed to be there, supposed to be the MC, is Steve Vai, Tom Morello, Nuno Betancourt, Stu Ham, and Richie Kotzen. At once. Some uh, decent musical talent. Yeah, just a tinge. <laughs> just a tinge. And Kotzen's one of my gods, so I was even more pissed that I wasn't there for that. I mean, yeah, I can't get it out of my head that he was in Poison for that one album. It was... A lot of Poison fans look at that record like Motley Crue fans look at the John Karabi record. Oh, yeah. From a technical standpoint, it's a great record. Yeah. But it's not Poison. It's not Poison, yeah. Just like Karabi is like so talented. Mm -hmm. Like I knew him from the Union days uh, with Brent. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this guy's like... What are you doing, dude? Like, you should be a star. And 
Just, but it wasn't Motley Crue. Right, like, exactly. You know, you want Vince and his half-assed, you know, uh, laziness. Like, same thing with Rat. And I'm the biggest PRC fan on earth. Mm-hmm. You can get a technical better singer than him. It's right. not Rat. But, yeah, it was a sound. He They didn't sound like anybody else. He didn't sound like anybody else. And that's what... Oh. That's, that's one thing that Sorry. made them step out above, you know, a lot of people. Same thing with Tesla. Uh, this uh, sponsorship drop, Celsius Energy Drink. They're not paying me, but... Oh. You know, I like to help people out. I know. I do, too. I do, too. I have two sponsors. Stephen Piercy's Mike Knuckles. Oh, my God. That wasn't a joke. That is no. hilarious. And... Uh, that is awesome. Even though I don't indulge in marijuana... If you do indulge, I suggest you look no further than Speedweed, at Speedweed on Twitter. Tell them I sent you. I like to get the plugs does out of the way. Does Speedweed uh, mellow you out like marijuana does, or does it? No, he delivers. It's a home, uh, it's a delivery service. Oh, okay. See, so here um, I was getting all excited going, oh, shit, this is going to be like marijuana that could, that's like lace oh, right. or something. No, no, uh, Speedweed is uh, normal marijuana. I, I don't smoke, but... Uh, uh, Gino from Speedweed is the king, and uh, look no further if you uh, go on Twitter and it's just at Speedweed. And uh, I probably am not the best to answer the questions, uh, but I feel like I can because I'm around marijuana so much. I feel like I am. Do you indulge? If no. I'm okay. Last time I smoked pot, um, I was driving Lyft, and not while I was driving. Um, but I picked up these three drunk gals from the bar who had to stop home and get their luggage because they're going straight to the airport to fly to Vegas. And we had to stop so one of them can smoke a joint. And they were hot. So I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I get out and I'm, I'm having a cigarette while she's smoking a joint. She's like, well, I can't take this. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. I'll drop them off. I'll go home. I'll put on Blades of Glory, <laughs> which is hilarious as, as it is. But I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be even funnier if I get high. Right. And I just got this weird full body. I felt like I was floating gimmick. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't like this. And that was the last time I did it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I the I probably the only reason I haven't tried it is I'm afraid I'd like it. I have an addictive personality. Yeah. So uh, I thought that about blow. And I found out that blow does nothing to me. Really? So I can just go, yeah, all right, cool. I mean, a hot chick offers you offers me blow, I can say yes. Because it does nothing to me. I mean, I've had, uh, you know, I'm around a fair amount of the powdered refreshment. Uh, same thing. I'm afraid yeah. I'd like it. You know, I work out a lot. It, mm-hmm. my, my metal uh, knowledge is more than most just because I get so into, like, I transcribed to Vinnie Vincent songs that he wrote while he, you know, was in Warrior. Uh, <laughs> nice. Because I'm obsessed with him. Like, I have a very bizarre, uh, and especially now that he's, or she, I, I don't even, you saw his appearance. Yeah, at the, yeah. Is it's, he transitioning? And I I'm, don't know. It, and I don't care either yeah, way? Exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know. A lot of people speculate that he is, but until he comes out and says different and says, my name's not Vinny Vincent anymore, then he's Vinny Vincent whatever did you watch any of the thing with uh gene yesterday you know i i saw it a little bit today i didn't know that was yesterday um you know uh, uh, i don't know what to think of it i i want to remember people in their prime yeah 
And uh, it's like I never met Mitzi Shore. Uh, rest in peace, Mitzi. Uh, I wouldn't probably be doing this podcast if it weren't for her and giving me a place to do stand-up. Uh, you know, I had the opportunity to meet her once, and I, you know, I don't think she was feeling well. And I was like, I don't want to meet this version. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw the, a brief clip of Vinny and Jean, and, oh, man, it was tough. Like, I love Jean. I met him. We've everyone's met Gene. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's everywhere. But Vinny just oh man. Let's just was... be happy that Vinny's out in the world again. Because yeah. he was really hiding for what 20 years. Uh, well, I'm one of those idiots that paid for the box set. Motherfucker. I don't, <laughs> I don't care if he's a guy or a girl. I want my fucking money back or the box set. Oh, the Vinny Vincent box yeah. set. Yeah. Ah. I, I mean, mean God, how long ago was that? You know, it's like when someone asks me how long I've done stand-up, I've uh -huh. done it for so long, I can't remember. I I want to say it's 20 years ago. Maybe. Okay. So before we went into hiding, pretty much, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I know, uh, let's see, uh, 88, I think, maybe early 90s. I want to okay. say around 93, 94-ish. Uh, so it would have been post-revenge. I Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, and I just, I really... I, that's an interview I would like. I, I don't even know where I would start with right. him. Like, because he, you know, he started with Jingles and Happy Days, mm -hmm. which is crazy. I, think. I, I did not know that. Yeah, he. I think he worked on Happy Days and Joni Loves Chachi, and then he ended up in the Dan Hartman band. And you may not know that. I know you probably know, but Dan Hartman was the guy who wrote the song from Streets of Fire, which was. A horrifically bombed movie, but had that song "I Can Dream About You." It was big video, I can dream right? About you, that if song? I can hold you tonight. Oh you, wow! And the video with the five black dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a crazy video because Dan Harmon wrote the song, he sang it, but in the video, someone else is lip syncing, or they're oh, lip syncing to lyrics. someone else's voice. Uh, so it's like, I always thought that the guy, and of course, this shows you why I haven't made it yet in stand-up. The guy in the video, Stoney Jackson, who was also in the Michael Jackson video, beat it, and in the White Shadow. He's lip-syncing someone else's voice, but in the uh, the credits, Dan Hartman's credited. Like So it's like this weird, like, who sang this fucking song? Um, but he was, Vinny was in his band and then Kiss and then Vinny Vincent Invasion and then who knows for 20 years he was like Jake E. Lee just went right. off the grid yeah uh, well speaking of 80s movie music guys did you go to the Stan Bush Robert Tepper show at the Whiskey I would have if I knew you know I'm so in the stand up bubble uh -huh. that I miss shows like that like I don't um, unless I see it on Facebook or something right, right. I uh, like I didn't even know uh, Tom Kiefer was. I think last night it was awesome, and uh, that's another dude who's a talent alone. Yeah, yeah, but doesn't get the credit because if you look at Cinderella, um, they uh, they look like RuPaul's Drag Race contestants. That was well the first record, it was, um, and one of my uh, my drunken escapades with Jeff Labar, he explained that to me. And that was, um, I think they said their manager's idea. Oh, I get the it. Cover of that first record, and they're like, "Well, that, that's not us." 
Because then when Long Cold Winter came out, you saw what they really... Yeah, and then you know, uh, I think Heartbreak Station, they yep. for them at least, looked grunge. Yep. Uh, but my favorite Cinderella album is, is Still Climbing, which I think came out in 93, 94. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 something like that. And Fred wasn't even on it. Uh, it was, I forget the drummer's name, but, uh, you know, it just didn't do well. 93, 94, yeah, it, it was... was like Richard Crenna said to Stallone and Rambo, it's over, Johnny. Yeah, that was the era that killed rock and roll. That, I'm going to even go farther. I'm going to say that's the era that killed music. Well, I, I get full disclosure, I was a huge fan of uh, the Backstreet Boys, and I'm being completely serious. Uh, well, hey, at least they could sing and dance. Yeah, I'm into the performance art. Yeah. You know, so I don't mind if a band's, uh, let's just say, technically challenged because uh, I'm not a musician. Right. So I I, I don't listen to something and go, oh, that's uh, not the right note. You know, I was, it was funny because I was listening to Corolla, and I always listen to Corolla. I love his podcast. And uh, they have this new bit on there called um, Take This Tune. See how long Adam can listen to, you know, up to a minute of a current pop song on the pop hits. Right. And they played this Drake song. And it just sounded like a four-year-old with auto-tune trying to sing a nursery rhyme. It was horrible. And I'm thinking to myself, it's pop music today is so bad that we miss the Mambo number five. I don't get it. It's, it's terrible. And I sound so old going, my era was better. Right. Because that's what my parents would tell me about Elvis. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just... Uh, consider ourselves really lucky to grew grew up mm-hmm. grow up in like the 80s which was you know oh, i mean it's just it's the level of concerts you could go to um you know like when iron maiden and judas priest and some of these other bands quit and they're probably pretty close to quitting yeah. they're just old oh yeah i don't see uh like the next wave of bands to carry the torch of the concert experience. Well, I mean, they've got, they've got a band now that I have faith in and that's Greta Van Fleet. Okay. And you know, everybody's like, Oh my God, they sound just like Led Zeppelin. I'm like, dude, they're 19 years old. It was an EP. Let them grow up and develop their own sound. But yeah, but he sounds just like Robert Plant. Why are you complaining? It's like, we've, you've been, dying for a new rock band that's going to get people excited about rock and roll and now you have it but it's not good enough for you because they sound like led zeppelin i mean come on i mean hold on this is i'm I'm going here i love it um think about it when we were kids when we were young we were talking about the 80s going to see those shows what was in the crowd it was hot high school chicks and a lot of marijuana a lot of marijuana and if you get a band like Greta Van Fleet that all these girls are starting to go yaya over, if that's going to get hot girls going to concerts again, you know who's going to go there? Guys. Dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you uh, know what the guys are going to do? They're going to see a band on stage playing instruments and go, oh my God, these girls are getting wet looking at them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. I got to do that. It'll just start the cycle all over. I hope. I mean, and I'm not putting, I'm not a hater on. Uh, whatever the current music is mm-hmm. like i don't hate justin bieber i hey man whatever i'm since i struggled for so long to make money or whatever right in my area of the entertainment world i'm a fan of anyone who makes money in this business because i know the struggle well look let's let's just compare it to tommy thayer yeah 
I don't hate him. I, I don't hate him. I don't hate Eric Singer. I hate the fact they're wearing Ace and Peter's makeup. Yeah, and I. But I don't blame him. Full disclosure: I am friends with Eric Singer. Uh, I, I would prefer uh, he just give him original makeup. Like I think Venny's makeup was the coolest in uh, you know the Egyptian onk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so just I wouldn't have a problem with uh, Tommy. I don't know what his character would be. <laughs> I don't yeah, know, right. But whatever and Eric, half black half blue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But See that would be there? great. Yeah, but I get it. I get it. I I don't. I do because remember we were talking about before we went on the air. It's it's not about the band anymore. It's about the logo, and people go to a Kiss show, they 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 expect those four faces. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, you know, and Tommy. I don't don't blame Gina Paul at all, and I don't blame Tommy and Eric at all. I'd do it if if Gene Simmons called me and goes, Izzy, I know you have an Ace Frehley tribute band. Come be the spaceman. I'd be like, all right, cool. Uh, sign me up for a gym. Give me a trainer and get me fitted for my spacesuit. Well, yeah. I'd do I mean, an heartbeat. And then teach me how to play guitar because I, you know. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm assuming you've seen the Gene uh, vault thing with the Ace and him did in Miami. No. It's not pretty. Really? And once again, I'm not a musician. Yeah, so, yeah. But even to my uh, untrained hands and ears, like, well, this is not good. Really? Now the guy who paid fifty grand for this to happen probably didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But it was like, if you didn't know who they were and someone just showed you a clip of this, you'd be like, "Do these guys know how to play music?" Like Ace was hunched over, and it literally sounded like he uh, was a beginning student at MI. Wow! And I'm not clowning on him. I mean, oh, I'm a Vinny guy, but Ace is Ace. Um. So that was, uh, but I get it. I mean, Kiss it might be, uh, you know, an exception to, uh, you know, it, the original four were so big yeah. that that's all that matters to people. Right. I mean, although I prefer Kiss in the 80s. I love the 80s. Well, they sold out a lot. Well, yeah, but it was still good, catchy songs. Yeah, I mean, Vinny was great. I even like the album with Mark St. John. Oh, that's a great record. Um, and I felt bad for him because... You know, this was when Gene was doing Miami Vice mm-hmm. and uh, I think uh, Runaway with Tom Runaway. Selleck. Yeah. Uh, so he's not in the studio. Paul's, from what I understand, wasn't in there a lot. So they said a lot of times that Mark would be in the studio with just him and a sound engineer. Oh, wow. And he would just, all right, this is what Paul wants you to play. So he was like, all right. <laughs> and, you know, he gets shit on a lot now. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh but I think he was too good of a musician to be in case. Yeah, he was too much of a the noodle guy. Well, but that's what they wanted. Exactly. Which I never understood. But, that's one of the re- but it, it's weird because they one of the reasons they got rid of Vinny because well one because it was Vinny. Yeah, he's, he's Vinny, insane. Vinny's insane, but they wanted to get away from the noodley guy. Now they get even a noodlier guy. Yeah, who couldn't quite match Vinny in the songwriting department. Right. right. But, uh, you know, that's what they wanted back then. You know, I, you look at the guitar players who were popular then. It was, uh, well, Randy Rhodes was passed, but yeah. still yeah. influenced uh, Eddie. Eddie, George Lynch, uh, Warren Martini, yeah. Jakey Lee, Ingve uh, Malmsteen yep. to a degree. Uh, noodlier. Yeah, I mean, you don't get any more noodlier than Ingve. Uh, but 
so I never understood Gene and Paul constantly bad mouthing Mark St. John. It's like you called Grover Jackson. You said who's the best. They recommended him. You picked him. Right. So it's your fault. Uh so it's like Eric Singer, I think, and I hope he's not in chat. Well, I hope he is. He's a good dude. Uh he, I have a lot of mutual friends with Eric, but I've never met him. He's awesome. Like, I think he's afraid to come on the podcast because he thinks I'm going to ask, like, disrespectful questions, right, right. which I would not. Yeah, I would. Uh, but I get it. Eric, I please. Do that to you, Bubba. Uh, I'm sure, you know, he doesn't want me to ask, hey, how's big as Gene's dick, Eric? Let's get into that. Uh, but I think he dumbs down his playing in Kiss because yeah. he's a great oh, player. Like he absolutely pl he plays for brian may like brian may is not using you unless right right you're the real deal right um but you know i admire kiss for still being around mm -hmm. i mean it's it's tough to watch and i love paul but it's tough it is but uh, you it know is. what is he 64 65 something like that so i don't uh shit on him the guy's been right, a right. pro singer for probably 50 years yeah of course his voice isn't going to you know, he's 65. Yeah, he's not singing Motorhead stuff. I, I mean, you know, I Lemmy, I took him to the dentist many a nights. And I, that was not a shot at Lemmy because he's... Oh, he's but that yeah, vocal style Lemmy, is, yeah. uh, you know, toward the end was, yeah. you know, I mean, with him, with Lemmy toward the end, it was more visually for me. It was tough yeah. to watch. Yeah. Because uh, going back to meeting Mitzi, uh, you know, meeting some of the others, it's like, Jesus, man. I saw him once at the gas station on San Vicente and uh, Sunset, uh -huh. right by the whiskey. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was with a black, uh, black female friend. He loved those black strippers. Uh, and he, because I dated their manager for six years, so I knew him pretty well. And uh -huh. he just looked at me like, "Don't say hello to me. I'm I'm checking out pretty soon." And I just, wow. It was sad. I don't know if that's what he was thinking, but uh, he just looked gaunt and very pale and. You know, it's, it was like seeing a skeleton. I was like, fuck, man. You know, because I saw him like when he was vibrant. And, right, right. You know, he toured till the end. Dude, that reminds me of, uh, did you watch the Andre the Giant documentary? Just watched it a night, uh, two nights ago. When they were talking about when Andre was done wrestling, he's like, um, I'm just going to go, boss. I'm done. Well, you know, I loved, I love wrestling documentaries because they're yeah. so fucking sad. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, the only thing I didn't like about it was it was done by the WWE, so I thought. So I thought it was done by HBO. Done by HBO, but WWE. I think it was what like basically they were the silent producer. Oh, okay. Of it. Okay. Because uh, you could tell when Vince McMahon wells up toward the end that they could have gone a lot deeper. Yeah. And they kind of made Vince look good, and I'm sure as soon as Andre couldn't wrestle anymore, it was beat it, kid. Hulk Hogan's the guy. Mm -hmm. I'm sure when Hogan was done, it was beat it, Hogan, beat it, Warrior, beat it. Mm -hmm. I, I thought uh, I, I would have liked it to be a little more, uh, not sadder, but uh, aggressive in their reporting. Right. Because uh, it's a brutal lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, my God. Uh, you, know, you know, I thought they could have interviewed the Iron Sheik, mm -hmm. you know, because he, he – he was there, Kamala. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm friends with Kamala in full disclosure, but like, you know, because there was a, the, was a story Kamala told in his book, 
Kamala Speaks, if you're a wrestling fan. It's one of the better wrestling books. Okay. I don't exactly know if he wrote it, but... but Most of them don't. It's all good. Uh, but there was a story that Andre had called Bad News Brown, mm -hmm. the N-word. So they had some tension, and uh, I guess they were wrestling in... Uh, or was it Mex Mexico? They'd kind of buried the hatchet, but not really. And uh, uh, in the match, uh, Andre had uh, Montezuma's revenge. And uh, it's basically food poisoning. Uh, and uh, he threw Bad News Brown in the corner. And the finish was, you know, Bad News Brown sits down in the corner. Andre sticks his ass, you know, sits on him. And as soon as Andre did that, he shit all over. Oh, my God. Like, just can you imagine? Oh my God. Like, if Andre the Giant has to take a <laughs> shit. Because in that documentary, and this is something. So, I wish they would have had maybe a story like that. Like, and I love Andre the Giant. He was really the first guy I watched. Oh my God. It's like in the documentary, people yeah. would just go to see, just be in a room with this fucking. Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, he wasn't. I don't know sometimes the nice guy they portrayed him to be mm -hmm. like you know he called bad news around the, the n-word yeah yeah yeah. i would have liked a couple more yeah a, uh, a fuller picture right well i mean they did kind of say well if andre didn't like you i mean look out right but you let's know? hear those stories. yeah exactly like, i mean I'm, I'm surprised they didn't talk about the the warrior because right because uh famous stories about the warrior getting hitting him too hard and Andre is getting pissed. Yeah, and that's I mean, Warrior's my favorite. Him and Sting. Maybe we'll delve into a little bit of the Blade Runners tag team. Uh <laughs> but I yeah, I mean but I think in fairness to HBO and, and the WWE, most of the guys they could have interviewed are dead. Yeah. Like it would have been great to hear the warrior. Right, right. Hey, did Macho. You, yeah, there's another guy. Because uh, he hated Macho. Um you know, I'm trying to think of the, you know, I don't know why they didn't have Kamala because he had, he had a great, Andre put Kamala over like, mm -hmm. uh, like, Hey, this guy's can possibly beat Andre the giant. And I thought that would have been a good, uh, I don't know. I thought it could have been a little better. I like the 30 for thirties better. Yeah. The Ric Flair one was amazing. Yeah. Cause they kind of made Flair out to be a, you know, a bad husband. Yeah. Uh, lawsuits. They do a little more, uh, unbiased, mm -hmm. Um, Billy Corbin, who did uh, Cocaine Cowboys, he's uh, he's very good at. You're gonna get the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right, uh, right. I think he did the one. Uh, he did the two on um, University of Miami. You know their football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he went there, but he's like, hey, even though I'm an alumni, I have a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna show you the the good and the bad. So, uh, but if you haven't seen. The documentary HBO Andre the Giant. It's it's really good. It is. It is. Did you see the other wrestling news that came out? Oh, breaking news on inappropriate. Jerry Earl. the King Lawler had a stroke today while boning his old lady. I mean, I don't know. This is <laughs> no. I did not know that. I feel like Johnny Carson. I did not know that. That is wild and weird. <laughs> I did not know that. Wow, did this happen today? Uh, last yesterday, I think it, it came out. I, I saw the link today, and it was it was like Newsweek or something like that. It was like a, a legitimate source. Well, he looked a little rough in that Andre the Giant yeah. documentary, which is another, you know, I mean, I have a relatively nice television. There's many nicer, but uh, to watch the documentary about pro wrestling and high def, it was, it's rough. I mean, whoever was the hair and makeup person on the 
Andre the Giant thing should get a fucking Emmy, right. an Oscar, uh, an ESPY. Give them every, I mean, to make Jerry Lawler's forehead viewable. <laughs> right. And, uh, I mean, Vince McMahon and his plastic surgery. and uh, Right. You know, I don't know who ages uh, worse, uh, 80s pro wrestlers or 80s rockers. <laughs> right. Uh, and Andre the Giant's best friend, uh, something was going on with his head. Like, he had a oh, divot. Yeah. Like I he, didn't notice that. Dude. Maybe my 27-inch uh, TV probably didn't show it that well. But why he, like, maybe he's a war vet and he had a plate put in his head, but be. there's like a divot in his head that high def tv it's like <sighs> you know i'll have to go back and watch it again so but i love uh any documentary about wrestling there's a lot of good ones on youtube mm -hmm. that do i think it's youtube uh listeners they just make their own documentary yeah. did you see the awa one no that's really good if you have the wwe network go on there and watch. i do I, I paid the 10 bucks it is worth it yeah but i don't watch any of the new stuff i've tried uh, it's a comic book now. I I just uh, my heart broke last week in WrestleMania when Kurt Angle's basically the opening act for Ronda Rousey. It's yeah. like, are you kidding me? This guy literally broke his neck in the business. Yeah, traveled all over the world. Who who knows how many times? And he's basically going to be the warm up shtick for. And I get it. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing against her because she was a right. big Piper fan. Wore his jacket, I yeah. think, uh, which I think is very cool. But it's bad it's like, when she came on the kilt, I got a boner. No, I mean she's because it was kind of like that hot schoolgirl thing. Oh yeah, no, uh, but I don't know. Like, I take these storylines very literally. I know it's, I don't like saying fake, but I know it's uh, not rigged, uh, predetermined. Yeah, I don't. Which is crazy that they have a hall of fame. I, I, I don't know. How you, <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but. Uh, I like a little bit of realism in my, you know, wrestling. But and I think, like, for me, it's like once it's once kayfabe went away, if all you people out there don't know what kayfabe is, that was what they called protecting the business. Right. Um, back in the days, the good guys would travel only with the good guys and stay in the same hotel, and the bad guys had to stay at a different hotel, different locker rooms, because they had to protect the business. Even though everybody knew that it was fake, but that just made it believable because they sold it so well. Uh, but when, when kayfabe went away, it's like, it's, we're sports entertainment now. It's like, oh. Well, I think the internet's really yeah. fucked up uh, the ability to keep secrets. Right, right. Like I know the night the warrior came back and uh, WCW, some guy saw him at the airport. And I think the, that first night he came back was in Buffalo. Uh -huh. And some guy, yeah, not, I don't think Twitter was around, but he, he I used to go on this uh, lordsofpain.net. They're not a sponsor, but if you like wrestling news, go there. I uh, had made a message on the board. Hey, I just saw uh, the Ultimate Warrior at the uh, at Buffalo Airport. He had his gear with him. I was like, oh, there's a Nitro tonight. Yeah. So it kind of ruined the surprise, even though I I started I, welling up. I used to go on those websites too, and the message boards, and you know, I knew about the Bret Hart thing before he left, and it's like he's going to WCW. It's like, oh, then I had to read the whole thing and print it out and show it to everybody because I was an asshole. No, no, not at all. Uh, but it was more like, dude, look at this. Instead but, of fuck, let's just 
Let's find out about it when it happens. See, I love that. Like, uh, even though it wasn't a big deal, I don't go on those websites anymore. Yeah, so when Bo Bobby Lashley came out, I think on Monday Night Raw, and interrupted the guy who plays the guitar. I don't follow it, so I don't know his yeah. name. Uh, I was like, oh, wow, this is, I got like, just for a second, a, a, a tinge of excitement. Like, oh my God, Bobby Lat, and, and I'm sure it's going to be him and Lesnar doing something because they're both legit wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and that was another thing. Freaking the Lesnar match. Pretty weak. I, I, I miss the days when the champ hits his finisher and the match is over. Right. And you've got what's his lips? Roman Reigns. He kicked out of what? Four F5s. It's like, come on. It's impressive. Uh, fake or not, those F5s are fucking crazy. <laughs> right? But I just, I feel bad for Reigns because it's like he's not good on the mic. Uh, got a great look. I yeah. mean, his look is like, wow, this guy's a pro wrestler. And he's a good looking guy. Like, yeah. Uh, it's not like he's Ken Patera and he's just like this fucking huge guy who's not maybe the best looking dude in the world. But I don't know what you do with him. You've tried him as a bad guy. You've tried him as a good guy. You know, his mic skills are horrific. Yeah. Uh, it's not his fault. Well, and that's, but that goes back to the business now, too. They don't let anybody develop those mic skills anymore because all of the, all the promos are scripted. You know? And, yeah, and they're they, not. They don't let them develop and, and roll with it and just, go you know like you're never going to see somebody like stone cold or even uh um uh cm punk on the mic ever again well they're too real like cm yeah. punk was like that last promo he did on uh triple h you're like oh shit i think he means this yeah uh and then he was booted from the company uh but unfortunately he went into mma and i think he's starting to figure out oh this is real there's no writers <laughs> For my UFC match, I actually have to fight the guy. Right. Uh, but he's got the balls to do it. I'll yeah, give him that. Exactly. I mean, and he look. He talked so much shit before that match. He got his ass wiped, and he stood up afterwards. He goes, "Dude, you kicked my ass. I have to go train harder." Well, I'll give him you this. Know? He took on Mickey Gall, who's yeah. uh, you know a friend of the comedy store. Uh, but like, he he didn't like be face somebody he could kill. I, I'll give him that. I mean, yeah. you know, I think it's a little late in the game to start MMA. Right. Uh, but, hey, what do I – if he's happy – like, he's got a match. They have a UFC card coming up in Chicago. I think they're putting him on it. Mm -hmm. I get it. I don't know if I want to see it. it. I mean, it. I watch them all. I watch the Bellator shit, which is horrific. We'll have to have you over sometime when we uh, we usually do it, do the uh, UFC stuff. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Now, you also have a podcast uh, yourself. Yes, Where can people uh, – hit that uh, on Spreaker if you want to listen live uh, Spreaker.com slash user slash Izzy Presley just Google Izzy Presley podcast you'll find it so you can follow me on Spreaker so like when I'm live usually every Monday night but there's so much weird shit coming up for me in the next couple of weeks that it might be like on Friday I did one with the Killer Dwarfs live right you know instead of a Monday show I might, I might have like two shows in the, a week for the next couple of weeks but they're not going to be on Monday it's just going to be, when can you do this? All right, cool. Let's do yeah. it then. You know, because I like doing it live. I love having the instant feedback and people being able to ask questions. But then you can download it on, you know, on iTunes later um, or on Spreaker later. So just look up another effing podcast, Izzy Presley. Yeah, I mean, Izzy's you know? a great dude, very funny, great host. Uh, oh, that's right. You have seen me host before. I, 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 
here's why I say you're a great host. I've done that shit. Uh, people have no idea how hard it is. Oh, you know, they're there for the music. I personally don't believe music and comedy mix in terms of uh, uh, the same show. Right. Because uh, I've done it. It's just that fans want to hear music. Yep, yep. They don't want to hear you or me. Hey, everyone. Uh, <laughs> how's the weather? You know, or <laughs> how about that Trump? He's out of control. Or they want to hear, you know, Tommy Hendrickson or whoever right. they're there to see. I get it. If I went but to go see that's that's why I do what I do because it's I'm not doing bits up there. I'm just making fun of people. Right. And but they're my friends. Oh, for sure. You know. But even then I think you know people are like, "All right, get this guy off stage. I, I want to see uh Alice Cooper." Or, right, right, right. So, I don't think people realize how hard it is. No, it's tough. And uh, I'm totally unscripted. Right. There's a there's another jam night in town where that I ultimate jam when they I used to host that that's where I kind of got my quote unquote big break when I moved out here, um, but I was filling in for Paulie Z who's he's he's great at what he does he's an amazing singer and he's he's been their guy. Um, Paulie was out of town so they 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 got me thanks to our bitch friend Stevie Rochelle the great Stevie Rochelle the great Stevie Rochelle who. Uh... Provide full disclosure before we talk shit about him. Uh, he provides the music for this podcast. Oh, been with me from day one. Wow. And he lets me use the song, the tough song that's T U F F, uh, forever yours. Wow, that's, that's very kind of him. Well, you know, he's a he, he knows for a prick, that's very kind of him. Yeah, I mean, you know, if tough came out just a couple years earlier, no. It wouldn't have made a difference. No. I'm just just no, kidding, Stevie. <laughs> We're roast. I'm a roast battle guy. I'm supposed to roast you, uh, but Stevie's uh, been a friend for years. Uh, but that picture he has of himself in a towel doing a Vogue pose is gayer than Freddie Mercury. By the way, speaking of Freddie Mercury, go back two episodes and listen to Jeffrey Mark, who fucked Freddie Mercury in New York. No condom. Oh. It's probably my, my most interesting guest wow. ever. He was on that couch. Don't worry. He's he's clean. He's, he's clean. He's completely clean. Okay. Well, I wasn't worried anyways. Well, um, well I was. I'm like, Because he just blurted it out on the podcast. He's like, you know, I fucked Freddie Mercury, right? And I asked him another question. He's like, oh, I guess you didn't hear me. I'm like, no, what did you say? I fucked Freddie Mercury. And then the next 40 minutes were. Wow. Well, that's amazing. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, how many podcast can say they had a guest who fucked freddie mercury and lived right bareback yeah in it yeah oh my god it's, it's uh and i think freddie was the giver from what i understand oh okay okay so uh cb rochelle's probably listening to this going he, he's probably got his cock in his hand right now too why are they talking about me and then booking in it with freddie mercury in a bathroom but stevie welcome to hollywood you can, <laughs> right. you can catch Stevie touring uh, at the Wisconsin Cheese Festival. He he gets more bad gigs than rap. <laughs> this is how hard up Stevie Rochelle is. When I first moved out here, my first gig, I was working at uh, Universal Music in Woodland Hills. And I had misplaced my Cat House t-shirt. So I had to order a new one. He actually delivered it to me. He drove it to me instead of sending it through the mail. This is how hard up Stevie Rochelle is for work. 
I mean, you got, he's like Kiss. You got to give him this. He's still in the game. He is. He is. And if you like the kind of music me and Izzy are talking about, you can always go on www.metalsludge.tv and you can, if for whatever reason you choose to do so, uh, click on a link that will give you all the info on what the current version of LA Guns is doing. My bass player's in LA Guns. I, that's it seems like six degrees of la guns right absolutely Johnny uh, Martin. It, do they it's, are there still two la guns or is no, there no no um there was two la guns because there's the steve riley version that has or that had phil lewis and then there was tracy going out every once in a while as la guns with his version because steve owns 50 percent of the name tracy owns 50 percent of the name who's we got text happening live. I thought I had it off. No, um, it's all good. You can take the call on air. It's uh, just a message. I've had one. Should we see who it is? Let's see who it is. It is. We, we've got the Kings Vegas game going on. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Anyone famous? Uh, take a live call on the air. Uh, it's just uh, somebody. Oh, oh, confirming my uh, live podcast Sunday, May 6th. And who is, is it? Sunday? I, I don't know yet. Okay. But it's going to be um, in uh, at the other door in North Hollywood. So a guest can come down and watch it. Okay. So if you're at the other door in North Hollywood, May 6th? Sunday, May 6th. Is that the 6th? The first Sunday in, in May? I don't know, to be I, honest I think that with is. you. I think it is. So yeah, North Hollywood. Um, probably going to do a drunken summit. So I'll just have random like three or four people on there. We're just bullshit about music. You're welcome to join us. You don't have to drink. Oh, I can have a good time under the wacky. Yeah, come like, on, dude. We'll just bullshit about music for an hour and make fun of people. No, that's my specialty. Uh, now, you mentioned you were an Ace Freely tribute band. Yeah, it's called Ack. And that's after his laugh, I'm assuming. It was, oh, you're a Kiss geek. You should know this. Ack. It was Ace's only scripted line in Kiss Meets the Phantom. Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, one of the, maybe one of the worst movies ever. But uh, it's so bad that it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's so many, and that's probably what, uh, you know, that was in the dark ages of Kiss when you could tell the four guys did not like each other. And I get it. You know, I've been on TV shows where after yep. a couple of years, you're like, because before I started actually getting gigs mm -hmm. and getting TV shows or whatever I've gotten, you know, like with Rat right now, that they don't get along. They're, they're people are leaving and coming and going, and uh, basically every band we like, uh, you know, L.A. Guns, uh, Dokken, you know, him and George Lynch. And as a fan, I would just be like, why can't you guys just fucking get along? Right. Take five different tour buses, or Van Halen and, and Roth and, mm -hmm. and Hagar. But now I get it. Yeah. And, I, and this is just from my experience is a couple years. I can imagine what rad is going on, what 30 plus years as a group to some degree. I, I can imagine the level of animosity mm -hmm. that they must have towards one another. You know, Kiss is probably an, an even better example. Right. Well, I mean, go back, going back to the Gene Vinny thing, I, you got to watch more of it because there's a point where he calls, Gene calls Paul a bitch Whoa. and a she. But they will tour tomorrow if the Absolutely. money's right. Absolutely. Uh, and I, well, I think Paul doesn't like Vinny. 
there's something going on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, but I think jeans much more. I'll work with anyone if there's a buck in it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'll absolutely. buy. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to spend two grand on the vault thing, but I would. Yeah, just two grand. You know, I, know I, I would. It's but, tough. But you have to look. I mean, as a kiss geek, it's you have to remember it's about the experience. It's not about the music that's in there it's you you go there you hang out with gene for fucking nine hours pretty much it's a long day it's like a full day you get your one-on-one time you get you know, i better for two grand right right absolutely and then you get you know like here in la it was fucking ace fraley bruce kulik eric singer um and it's like god it, it's the experience oh i get it it's just like to me like I'm not above paying. If I want something, I'll pay whatever yeah. the price is. But it's like 150 songs that essentially weren't good enough to be on the records in the right. first place. It's like, geez, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but then again, it's not about those songs. It's about the experience. Oh, I get it. But you know, and you, you look, you get something cool from Gene's collection inside one of those vaults that's nobody else is getting. What somebody got one of his Rolexes. I mean, if I was getting something like that, I'd be down. Like, I got one. I don't want to mention the comic's name on the air because I don't want people bugging them. But there's a comic's very good friends with Gene. I said, hey, comic A, you make sure I got a nice uh, Rolex or whatever. I'll I'll give you the two grand to give to Gene right now. Uh, You know, because there's, you know, it's like the Van Halen brothers. Those three songs they demoed for Love Gun. That's cool. The demo he wrote with Vinny, I forget the name of the song, but it was supposed to be on Lick It Up. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's, you know, maybe 10 songs that'll be like, wow, I want to hear these. The rest are like... You know what's really shocking me is that out of all the people that's gotten their vaults already, nobody has put the music up on torrent sites. Yeah, that's... uh, And props. You know, because I'm... uh, I want to pay for my music. Yeah. You know, I I, that's where the artist in me kicks in. We're like, okay, Gene been in the business 50 years i know he doesn't need the money if i download him off of whatever site i want to pay if i do listen to it i want to pay for it right uh because you know i'm even though gene's worth 200 million dollars he worked wrote played these songs he busted his ass for that fucking money. he deserves the money uh so i hope to get it one day uh you, you know if they had like a I just want the vault. I don't. I don't need to. <laughs> right. I don't need to meet him necessarily. Like I've met him once or twice before. Yeah, yeah. I just want the music. I wish it was on iTunes where I could just, you know, buy. It. I'm surprised it's not. Just for people like right. ACDC, I think a couple years ago put out all their library, uh, and it was like 189 dollars, and it was great. I now have every ACDC song, uh, so. I wish I'm sure Gene will put it up on uh, probably iTunes at some point. Uh, yeah, after all the experiences are done, maybe for five hundred dollars, you you know I'm sure it'll be expensive, right? Uh, right. You know I don't need the trinkets. Or it'll probably be fifty bucks. Oh, I think it would be more than that. I don't think so because uh, I think one of the reasons it's so ex- that vault is so expensive one because it's a heavy duty thing. You know, it's not like a piece of cardboard. I mean, it's like a safe. Right. Pretty much, you know. Um, so that's not cheap. Then, you know, you have to cover the flights and hotels and all because that's all worked into it, you know. But I mean, that's fifty grand. That's a well, fi- yeah, like but, if you yeah, but pay he, he, I just want the two grand I like I just want the fucking actual vault. I do too. 
Like I would love to but just. I want the figurine and I want the book and I want all that shit. But you get that. Right, uh, right. I don't need a meat gene. Oh, I thought you just wanted the vaulted. Yeah. No, I just want what's in it. Oh, okay. Like I wish there was a store. I could just go Fred Siegel on Sunset and just buy it and put it in my car and put the fucking vault uh, over there in the corner. That'd be a nice uh, area right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I wish there was like an option to for a thousand dollars. You could just have Eric Singer bring it over. And he probably would, too. Yeah, he probably would. I know Eric. You know, he's as tight with the buck as I am. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's... Because I thought the Kiss box set was a little weak, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, I still bought it. Of course. It's, it's over my right shoulder. Because uh, you think they probably have at least 50 fully recorded songs that were never released. Oh, yeah. yeah. 40 albums they have. You figure lick it up. They probably have two or three they recorded, didn't release. And on Crazy Nights, they did uh, that song Sword and Stone. Yeah. Yeah. That they shocker soundtrack. Yes, shocker. That they gave to the German band Bonfire. Yes. But like, there's a fully recorded version of Kiss doing it. Mm -hmm. I want to hear that. I don't want to hear rock and roll all night again. I know. There's a lot of repeats. And when they did, I, I was at Universal. I was, that's when my attempt thing was at Universal when the uh, when they re-released all the vinyls in the in the vinyl box set. And I had all these ideas that would have been amazing. Like, for instance, and I literally submitted them, but it was too late. Down, they're already too far down the line to even look at something like this. But it's like, you got to get, my thing was, it's like, you got to make it special. Because the people that are buying these, they already have this. They, You're right. They already have the shit that came inside of it. You know? Give us something different. Give us something added. Like, for instance, um, Animalize. Why not? Because it was never released in the United States on DVD. Why not put Kiss Animalize Live Uncensored on DVD as an insert to the Animalize record? You sure that wasn't released? No. It was released on VHS. Okay. On VHS. Or, and this is probably the rarest thing in, in KISS history. You know, maybe it's not of interest to the classic lineup fans, but Mark St. John did, uh, I think, one and a half concerts. Yeah. They have never, there's never been any video footage no. of that released. No. How cool would that be? That Put something be like that yeah. out there. Uh I mean, I would love to see that. Or why Why wasn't that on fucking Kissology? Yeah, I mean... Uh, that would have been cool on Kissology. Just show one song. Maybe you don't want to yeah. show the full... But, like... Uh, and that's just a small, uh, you know, thing they could have done. Or even uh, with Vinny. Like, I know there's three songs on YouTube of the, the first concert ever without makeup in Lisbon. Yeah. Uh, but, like, a nice cleaned up version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just could have been better, you know. Um, you know, we've all got Deuce and Strutter, and mm -hmm. you know, like that Desmond Child song on disc four, "Time Traveler." That was a cool song to hear. Like, oh, I've never heard this Absolutely. song before. Like, I can only imagine how many songs there are like that, right? Fully recorded, and now I'm sure most of them haven't aged well. I mean, that song "Time Traveler" is like it's a drum machine. Uh -huh. It's a pretty generic. 87 88 like bon jovi-esque song but i love that shit oh i do too but i'm the first to admit it doesn't hold up yeah but some of it does some of it doesn't 
I mean, Crazy Nights is probably my favorite Kiss album, which is insane. Really? It's insane Are to you say saying that. that just to suck Michael Brandvold's dick, or it's insane even for me to say that. I'm like, am I really saying that? But I love. Did I just really name drop Michael Brandvold. You did. Oh. Explain to the fans who that is. Uh, there's a Kiss, um, a Kiss uh, podcast called Three Sides of the Coin, and it's Michael Brandvold, Tommy Summers, Mark Chikini. Um just Kiss Geeks. They do what we're doing. Right. Except they talk about Kiss on every episode. And it's great. They they do a great job, but they get a little um uh I think they get a little elitist from time to time. Well, you I know I love them to death. Oh yeah. They're I mean not, not, I mean I listen to it. Uh yeah. also Decibel Geek podcast yeah, is yeah. really uh uh they just confirmed getting Vinny for their rock and pod expo, which is a think over the summer yeah i think it's in august in uh nashville yeah and it's a great i might be going there. i might go too but i've already told chris from decibel geek i want a one-on-one with Vinny, not a podcast which right. would be great i mean right. i'm assuming right. they want, they're gonna get him for his, their yeah, podcast yeah. i want a picture with him and i'll show up the guy owes me that that motherfucker well my box set i don't care if you're trying <laughs> i hold grudges full disclosure i hold grudges hey, i'm so. a ginger i hold grudges like a motherfucker oh i hold, like i i take it to another level like in at 49 i wish i could be like eh, i wish i could be a better person mm-hmm. and i'm into tony robbins and all that bullshit uh but uh i i like very few people get in my crosshairs but Vinny is in them <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> your woman whatever that's fine i don't care what you are i want my fucking box set it's 150 bucks but then it, it at the atlanta expo his thing was yeah i'm gonna make it right with the fans everyone's gonna get two box sets what the fuck am i gonna do with two of them give one to me i'll sell one to you you bastard no, I'm just <laughs> no i'd give it to you but it's like what i mean I just want the one I paid for. Right, right. I don't want two. Uh, but, you know, if you ask any of my ex-girlfriends, I hold grudges. <laughs> and Benny could be an ex-girlfriend at some well, point. He, 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 he very well could be. Well, I do love the album he put out. I think after he fucked over some fans in the box, a lot of fans at the box said a couple years later, he, I think it was called Guitarmageddon. And it was a 71-minute CD of him just doodling. There's no, like, lyrics. No songs. And the brilliance of this guy is that if you fast-forward to get to the next segment, it just goes to the end. So you're... You have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that kind of insanity. Like, oh, you don't want to listen to me playing? Well, then you're not going to listen to me, bitch. Brilliant. So, uh, Brilliant. and he did, he did deliver that to me along with eight things signed. I don't even know if it was him signing them, you know, cause the, I forget the promotion, but if you bought it by a certain date, oh, or yeah, yeah. You, you get like assigned this and that. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And literally I got like eight extra things signed. I'm like, wow, this guy's got a lot of time on his hands. And he, he signed the folder. He signed it. He signed it. Uh, the, it's like a piece of paper. He just randomly signed. I have everything. I documented it. And I have my credit card receipt. You fucking bastard. <laughs> I'm going to show it too. When I go to Nashville in August, and if there's not a fucking box set for me waiting at the airport, 
<laughs> it's like the guitar player from Prince fucked me over. Really? Well, I'm a big Prince guy, but only not only. Uh, listen, you're Minnesota, so uh, he. Uh, I, I'm a Prince in the Revolution. Yeah, guy. yeah. And then uh, the guitar player Des Dickerson. He was the guy who had the Asian bandana. Yep, yep. He uh, had a website, and for $25, you could order an Asia bandana signed. And I'm like, oh, I want to tie it around my leather pants and look cool. Yeah, absolutely. Just like he must have gone to the Vinnie Vincent Business School. <laughs> uh, didn't get that either. Same thing with Jean Beauvoir, the, the bass player in Kiss on Animalize. Um <clears throat> It's fucking unbelievable. I just uh, noticed your uh, Chewy eight by ten up. I have there. an autograph. It's autographed. Oh, uh, nice. Let's. Uh, this nice. is. I'm a one man show, guys. So I'm gonna try and do this. I have a autographed picture of Chewbacca. Also, I have a autographed uh, Wanted at Dead or Alive. Uh, there, you see it right there. Gene, that's a Gene Simmons movie with the great Rutger Hauer, and. Uh, let me see. Here's a. Is that a Hot in the Shade tour poster? Yes, this Hot in the Shade tour poster. Nice. My first concert ever. I've never done this before. Just hope this doesn't drop. It's I'm little... just noticing all the random kiss shit around here, though. I... Well, I have a uh, this apartment uh, will make a girl's pussy dry up quicker <laughs> than a desert because there's really not a lot of female. Uh, um, uh, Direct TV is not a sponsor of this podcast. Uh, there's not a lot of, you know, this might be a good time to end the Facebook live portion <laughs> because what I try and do is, um, you know, they, sh they see this on Facebook live and then they got to pay for the rest on uh, SoundCloud yeah. night. Oh, see, that's brilliant. Well, you know, brilliant for me. Right. So for the Facebook live people, Izzy, where can people find you on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff? Uh, Twitter and Instagram is at Real Izzy Presley. Uh, Facebook, the Find Me on the Show page, which is another effing podcast. Or Izzy Presley One is my entertainment page. Now we're going to talk a little bit more, uh, but I want you to have to tune into iTunes to hear the end of this. Uh, so th I'm sorry about the Facebook Live. You know, you're getting the, the ass crack of my couch, but. Uh, Inappropriate Earl SoundCloud and iTunes. Izzy Presley's the man. Support him. See him on Wednesdays at Lucky Strike. Last and Wednesday of every month. Last Wednesday of every month. And it's a really, if you're a fan of 80s metal, you never know who's going to show up. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just random. You know, a lot of these guys live uh, in and around uh, Hollywood. So uh, it's really a great thing to see. And uh, so Facebook well, Live, thank I'll, you. Oh, do you have oh, something yeah, else? Yeah. Hold on. Since Breaking got, news. Since we got the Facebook facebook live people so the next soundcheck live is the 25th the night after thursday the 26th my ace freely tribute band ack a tribute to ace freely it's members of faster pussycat chad chad stewart from faster pussycat uh johnny martin from ellie guns and patrick kinnison from lita ford been on this couch has he great the, the great patrick kinnison if great. you He's think great. about so that's uh that's my band for this upcoming show it is us still rebel which uh, two of the boys are Dice's boys. Uh, Max and Dylan. Max and Dylan, yeah. They've been on this couch. Great guys. They really are. And, and, and a great band. Well, it, it, it goes back to uh, not getting the credit because of either how you look or who you know. I think people automatically dismiss them as, oh, you're Dice Clay's kids. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, Max is a fantastic drummer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was taught by Carmen Apice. I know. So, like, he's put in the work. And yeah. Dylan's a great front man. Yeah. And uh, Kyle is, Kyle, I think, the third. Kyle Price, uh, yeah. uh, so, also a stand up. Yeah. Oh, he's very funny. But when you go see Still Rebel, don't think of them as Dice Clay's kids. Just think of them as yeah, three, exactly. You know, two kids and their buddy exactly like, playing in a Even band. Even though behind the kit, Max really does look like Dice. <laughs> well, a lot <laughs> of people call Max Baby Earl. Ah, uh, yeah, I see it. Because if you have, if you see me in my leathers yeah. or a black T-shirt, we come from the same uh, Billy Idol leisure wear collection. Right. And uh, then, well, and if anybody from Minnesota is watching, May eighteenth at Stoney's in Rockville. And May nineteenth at the Doghouse in Maplewood, and that's with the band back home. It's the drummer from Pentagram, guitar player from uh, Slow Children, and the bass player from Obsession. So now the Ace Freely tribute band. Do you guys wear makeup and everything? Nope. So is this like a Freely's Comet tribute, like, or is it's Kiss? It's both. It's both songs that Ace wrote and Kiss, and then we delve into Freely's Comet a little bit too. Well, that's another band, uh, Jamie Oldacre on drums. Uh, he jumped for Eric Clapton. Yeah. Like, uh, and well, Anton Regan. I mean, yeah. On. Uh, one of the uh, yeah. great bass players yeah. of that era. But, you know, once again, doesn't get the credit because right. oh, you're an Ace Well, Frehley's if we're going to talk Ace Frehley drummers, you can't not talk about Anton. Oh, Anton, a great drummer in Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He was awesome on Dynasty. And on Mass as well. Yes. Even as a kid, I was like, when I heard the double bass on. Uh, I think it was charisma. It's like that's not Peter Drumming, and I was, I think, nine. Like, right? But I don't think Kiss tried very hard to hide things. You know, no. clearly that is not Peter. But although Peter was a great drummer in his like early Up Kiss until about seventy seven, seventy eight before the drugs hit him. Yeah, if you listen, uh, like the Anaheim Stadium show in seventy six. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go on YouTube, there's actually a nice version of it. It's like, wow, this guy can play, but you know. It's, uh, I'm not saying you have to be a Kane Roberts workout freak, <laughs> but dude. Or George Lynch when he was in his uh, working yeah. days. I mean, I asked Kane to uh, be on this podcast. He, he kind of said yes, and then he's like, oh, I have to come to you. Uh, yeah, I'm good. But I will, a shout out to Ken Mary, the drummer from Alice Cooper's band in 86 with Kane Roberts. He was all on board. That was uh, the Kip years, wasn't it? That was, yeah. I mean, uh, Ken Mary was in them from I, I I'm I'm gonna guess from like 85 to 88. So he was in them with Kip Winger and Kane Roberts and uh, I think Paul Taylor uh, on mm -hmm. keyboard. Ron or Paul Taylor from uh, uh, on keyboards and uh, you know they kind of had a rotating lineup. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he was very nice and. He was doing, he's like, well, I live in Arizona. I can't come to you. How about Skype? I'm like, I don't do it that way. <laughs> I lose a lot of interviews because I, you got to come to daddy. So uh, guys, you're the best. Thank you for the love and support. We're going to talk a few more minutes. So uh, Izzy's got some interesting things to say. So listen, this will be out tomorrow. Share it, retweet it. That's how we got to number six. It's going to be hard to get any higher because the top five aren't going anywhere. But uh Hey, fuck it. Maybe for a day I can break into the top five. Inappropriate Earl, Facebook Live. Thank you. It's perfect. Awesome. I mean, you know, I'm trying. I mean, to be a one-man operation, uh, as you know, it's tough. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. But I give you props because 
I give my show up for free and you're at number six and you make people pay for it. I love it. Oh, I don't make them pay for it. Actually. Uh, I don't make a dollar on this podcast. Uh, you know, uh, cause iTunes is free. I don't think people, uh, you know, I think people, uh, I've had people say, well, I listen to you on SoundCloud cause I don't want to pay on iTunes, uh, but, uh, iTunes is free. Like, okay. Okay. So you uh, just, in terms of podcasts, you don't have yeah, to yeah. pay to listen to it. Right, um, right. so, I mean, I make a, you know, Gino from Speedweed has been very good to me. Uh, and uh, Stephen Piercy, Mike Knuckles. I mean, it was pretty neat to have him on my couch. But uh, you know, if you start, I've started getting offers though for sponsorship, uh, just because you know the higher you are, like yeah, yeah, are, yeah. I want to advertise my shit on you right. know, this guy or girl's podcast, but it's tough. I mean, you know, it's like there's literally ten thousand podcasts. I know. Out there. Why do you think my show is called Another Fucking Podcast? Because everybody has a fucking podcast. Which is good and bad because the beauty about a podcast is they're very simple to do. They're not that hard. Yeah, it's true. Uh, But that's unfortunately the bad thing about podcasts is they're very simple to do and anyone can do them. Uh, So, um, but, you know, I love doing it. Yeah. You know, the great thing is. Well, it's a, we're in control. I mean, in an right. entertainment world where you are not in control of anything, uh, you know, if you have your own podcast, you choose the guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I love about it. I wanted you on this couch. Uh, you were nice enough to come down and do it. I'll do your podcast, you know, and, and hopefully they both get great ratings and downloads and that's something that we are kind of in control of right i mean if it wasn't for another fucking podcast i never would have had bobby brown in my bedroom i never would have had porn stars in my bedroom i never would have had uh billy vera in my bedroom wait what uh hey whatever (laughs) listen i don't judge bro when in rome i do my show from my bedroom obviously um but yeah it's like i i i never some of the people that I've got to meet, you know, just by doing the show that I couldn't believe said yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, to have my favorite singer, Mr. Piercy on, and he really is. I was like, wow, Stephen Piercy's on my fucking couch. The guy who sang round and round is right there. Fred Corey. Yeah. Joey Allen from Warren. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, from day one, you know, like you said, there's 10,000 podcasts. I I like to get these weird guests that I and, and this is where I'm trying to follow Rogan's lead of like you think Rogan would just have UFC guys on in comics right right but he has these wacky fucking you know scientists who think mm-hmm. the earth is flat and yeah 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 uh, I was like I, I want to reach out to the bad guy from Superman 2 the guy who didn't have any lines and he's probably not on Twitter and he was I was like ah that can't be him because he's probably in his you know 70s now right he came on. And he was awesome. It was great. Now I'm sure younger fans never even saw Superman two, but to me it was like I'm sitting there going, "This is Nam from Superman two. It was on my couch." You know who my crown jewel of a guest wish at the top of the wish list is? Who? Ace Frehley's black stunt double from Kiss Meets a Phantom. Yeah, that would be but hilarious. Nobody, nobody knows who he is. You'd have to find someone who worked on the film. I've 
trust me, I went through the credits. I've looked for people. I could not. I look. I, I tried finding the stunt coordinator. Nothing. Yeah, I mean that's I because I think that's why. To a degree, at least this podcast is a little on the successful side or whatever, is because I get weird guests. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I, I get the bad guy from Superman, too. I get the bad guy from Roadhouse, Marshall Teague, uh, who had that great line at the end where he gets Swayze in a headlock and goes, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. That is amazing. And I had him on my couch and we watched that scene. I'm sitting there watching his scene and he and i said listen just say that line and he said it it's like <laughs> you know so it just it's i think if more podcasts concentrated on just getting i don't know interesting interviews right and that's i just like people's stories one of the best ones i did was a tranny porn star yeah i mean you don't get morgan, much more interesting than that morgan bailey and you know, we started talking about when we started from the beginning when she was a boy growing up and dealing with, you know, what's going on in her head and dealing with her father and, you know, then transitioning, then getting into porn and then the whole nine yards. It was a very, very interesting interview. Yeah. I mean, people are going to listen to that, even though they may not know who she is or, you know, I still don't know if you, like I met RuPaul, I didn't know whether to say sir or miss. Right. Uh, because it's all about respect with that you know i was like oh well i mean i guess he's i mean he was dressed as a man so i called him i said like i said hey dude i'm a big fan uh he didn't seem to mind right um right. but yeah i just i love getting just in, like ron jeremy would be great right you know just because of his history and porn yeah like, exactly but when I asked him, he just stared at me. He's like, "What's a podcast?" I'm like, "Oh boy, that's probably not going to be a good." I emailed interview. his manager and oh Dante, sure, yeah. And um, I, I got they emailed me back. He's like, "Yeah, Ron doesn't do podcasts." It's like, all right, cool. I mean, I tried, and I wouldn't even really want to talk about porn with him that much. Uh, but he, you know, he was very involved in the Starwood nightclub, which was uh, Crescent yeah. Heights in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm where van halen got their start yeah. a cheap trick played there i mean billy idol uh, motley Crue. Yeah. when they were london uh and it was owned by that wacky arab uh eddie nash who if you saw boogie nights uh, i think uh alfred molina played was basically oh, playing okay, okay uh the coked up uh you know it's a great story i, I would ask him about eddie nash mm-hmm. uh because you know some of these people like you know bobby brown's sick of talking about cherry pie I get it. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, you know, what are we going to talk about? Uh, and Ron Jeremy's probably sick of talking about porn. I get it. I, I got a big right. dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I try and uh, talk to them, like someone like of that nature, like about non, what they're known for. I try not to hit too much. Right, right. But it's hard with some, some of it. I mean, some of it you just can't avoid. You well, know? yeah, I mean. But like, for instance, I had Scotty Hill from Skid Row on. And... I did not want to ask him, well, when are you guys and Sebastian getting back together? <laughs> you know, because that's the same fucking question they get in every fucking interview. I didn't want to ask that question. There's no point in asking that question. I wanted to ask how the original breakup happened. Right. But that led into him talking about any potential of a 
reunion's never going to happen. And he said nails in the coffin. And, you know, thanks to Stevie for running that fucking story because that went worldwide. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you know that's, you know, why I always try and plug other people's podcasts. Yeah. And, and like, uh, you know, it's all like people in our world would help each other. Like, absolutely. Like some people think, oh, I don't want to do on, I don't want to go on Earl's or Izzy's podcast because, uh, you know, it's going to take away viewers from my podcast. It's like, no, it's going to add because they're going to hear you on Izzy's podcast yeah. and go, oh, uh, let me check out Inappropriate Earl and vice versa. Hopefully yeah. people now listen to your podcast who might not have known our paths cross. So it, it's uh, it's like L.A. Guns. It's six degrees of, you know. Six degrees of L.A. Guns. You I do love the, it. Well, it's like Steve Riley was yeah. in Wasp and Black Lawless was here and there. And, uh, you know, all worlds come together. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's, uh, you know, the podcast world's an interesting, uh, they're the new radio shows. Yeah. You know, it's a different. It's absolutely true. You know, ham radio shows. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hopefully uh, people dig Izzy. I hope so, too. Izzy's a good dude. There's not many metalheads left in this world. That's why I always give a uh, thumbs up to Eddie Trunk. Not my style personally. Right. Uh, but he promotes the style of music that we all love that very few people like. Gotta yeah. give him that. I mean, who else is doing a, a Badlands tune in, you know, 2018? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, you know, if we all got along, it'd be a better world. It was funny. I went with uh, last night when Don Jameson was just out in town a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's like, Izzy, what are you doing on Monday? I'm like, uh, probably doing my podcast and working. Why? What's up? He's like, uh, you a wrestling fan? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, let me let me ask you this. Would asking Jerry Lawler to leave the AWA title to me in his will make me a wrestling fan? Because I did. And um, he's like, well, yeah, uh, I have to go to the Stone Cold's podcast. You want you want to take me down there? I'm like, yeah. So we're sitting there. I'm literally watching Stone Cold do his interview with Don Jameson. And he's like, you want a mic? I'm like, no, this is Don's interview. I don't, I'm not, I'm not stepping on Don's interview. He's like, well, you know, well, you can chime in if you want. I'm like, all right. And like, they're doing the interview and Izzy's sitting over here. Izzy's got a podcast. He's like talking about me. Right. Like I'm like one of the guys. You know, like he's like, yeah, I've known Izzy forever, even though he hasn't. I mean, he didn't say that, but it's like, yeah, Izzy's got a podcast. And then he kept bringing me up and they let me pimp my stuff on his show. It's like, that's cool. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, like Stone Cold and full disclosures blocked me on Twitter. Oh, no. Well, I got kind of dragged into his feud with Piper because that was Piper's oh, um, okay. co host. And, uh, you know, I know Stone Cold was pissed at uh, Piper and yeah. Will Sasso. Yeah, because uh, Will Sasso did an impression of uh, Austin, but I thought was completely harmless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like he went after the, you know, domestic. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Situation, you know, it was just like talking about you know his wonder dog and drinking beers, and uh, I, I really thought it was harmless. But Stone Cold held a grudge against Piper, and then, uh, from what I was told, Stone Cold said to Podcast One, uh, "It's Piper and that idiot, myself." Or, or me choose and so we got kicked off of podcast one and then we went to airwolf uh and then we got kicked off of that network uh 
I don't think Stone Cold would admit to this. I have no proof, but I, I believe uh, something happened there where he's like, <laughs> get these guys off. So, and I really believe that that hastened Piper's. Ah, uh, that's too bad. I'm not blaming Stone Cold for right, his right, death, right, right. Yeah. but, uh, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about. Like, can't you guys just fucking get along? Like, mm-hmm. you both guys are both legends. Yeah. You know, me being the comic, I might have cracked on Stone Cold a little bit. But it's like, dude, I'm a comic. I'm supposed to say wacky stuff. Like, obviously, yeah. I'm a fan of yours, but uh, you know, so that's unfortunate. But yeah, uh, well, that's too bad because I had, I had nothing but a great yeah. time with with Steve, and we were sitting around bullshitting about music for about a half an hour afterwards, and fucking Steve was great. Yeah, I mean, I I'm a fan, but you know, I've only been blocked on Twitter by two people: uh, Stone Cold and Bill Cosby. <laughs> So, but I don't mind being blocked uh, by Bill Cosby. Right, right. Fuck that guy. Creepy old bastard. Right. Um, and temporarily I was blocked by Santino Rice from Project Runway, but we've mended fences. <laughs> I'm unblocked now. I, can't I don't think I've ever been blocked. Well, I'm not, I'm not a troller or a, uh, you know, uh, an online, a cyber bully person. Uh, cause I don't, I hate bullies. Yeah. yeah. It's like, or I hate them. Uh, but, you know, with Bill Cosby, I was probably hammering him on jokes. Um, and he, he probably didn't like it. But, uh, you know, in Stone Cold, I I think he – I just got lumped into the whole right, feud. Right. Uh, I mean, I might have said, what well, what's the big deal? Your gimmick was cracking open beer cans and drinking them, uh, you know. I, it was like, dude, I'm kidding. Clearly you had great talent and <laughs> – you know, we're the, one of the uh, innovators of the Attitude Era. Yeah. Maybe the innovator. Yeah. It's like, get over it. You know, I don't go online and read reviews about myself. I can't. I went on Reddit once. Oh, really? Oh, it was brutal. It was horrible. Said I would be surprised if there's even anything about me on Reddit. Well, I mean, the only thing on Reddit about me was my roast battles, you know, oh, the, okay. on Comedy Central and... uh I'd had a battle, uh, you know, they put me up against Jimmy Carr, who's probably the number one, along with Russell Peters, comic in the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they they wanted Jimmy to win. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, it was a Buster Douglas style upset. Uh, here's this comic in his mid-40s no one's ever heard of. Here's Jimmy Carr, like this prim and proper you know, Englishman who's a killer. He's an amazing uh, uh, comic and roaster, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, networks don't get what they exactly wanted, and the Reddit reviews were brutal. Really? Someone say, hey, you should Google, or uh, you should put your name in the Reddit search engine, and I think they were fucking with me because they'd already seen the review, and it was uh, it made me cry. I'm like, fuck, man. Busted my ass for 20 years as a comic, and this guy's saying... I suck and many worse. It's like ah, so what? The moral of that story is: don't look your name up online if you're a performer, <laughs> right? If you're Izzy, if you're me, if you're comic musician, <laughs> don't Reddit yourself. Just take my word for it. Speaking of roasts, so Friday night, I uh, I went to um, Cantor's at 4 a.m. because I had a craving for matzo ball soup. And who do I see as I walk in? The great Jeff Ross. My boss. Really? 
Well, he's in charge of roast battle. Oh, that would make sense. It's uh, Jeff Ross roast battle. That would make sense. And I saw him, and the last time I saw Jeff, Jeff doesn't know who I am. Um, I don't know if he knows who I am. And the last time I saw Jeff Ross, I had I had to apologize for. Um, are we going live again? Um, Just taking a promo picture. Yeah, a keep promo talking, though. Keep right. talking. Keep talking. So the last time I saw Jeff Ross prior to Cantor's, I had Aiden Ashley, adult film star, who's a good friend of mine on the show, and um, we got kind of inebriated. So we went to the Rainbow afterwards, and then we went to Steel Panther and got even more inebriated. And she had, um, she knows a Panther guy, so she got on the list. So she had, you know, all access, yada, yada, yada. So we go backstage after the show, and I'm fucking hammered. And the last thing that I should be doing is talking to people who are farther along in whatever industry they are than I am. So in a circle, as we get backstage, is Sophie Simmons, Drew Carey, and Jeff Ross. And I thought it would be a brilliant idea to jump into that conversation. Why not? Because I was fucking hammered. I, I, there was a break, and I tapped Sophie. I'm like, you're Sophie. It's like, yeah, who are you? I'm like, hi, Izzy Presley. Nice to see you. Then I look at like, I saw Jeff. I'm like, you're the first celebrity I met when I moved out here. Wait, the second. And he goes, who was that? I go, what's he from Rat? It's like, oh, cool. Where was that at? I'm like, I was at the face of Santa. I mean, I'm just gone. You should you should do my podcast too, Sophie. That'd be awesome. And I'm just wrecked. And I then it hit me. I'm like, I should not be in this conversation right now. So I bowed out. You guys have a lovely evening. I apologize for dumping into your conversation or whatever. And I, I told Jeff when I saw him like last time, it was at Steel Panther. It was you and Sophie and Drew. And I was fucking hammered. I made an ass out of myself. I apologize. He's like, ah, dude, whatever. Shit happens. So what'd you do tonight? I'm like, I stayed home. But yeah, so that was my Jeff Ross at Cantor's story. Well, Jeff, no, Jeff, uh, we all go to Cantor's usually. Uh, I'm not a, a mammoth fan of Cantor's ever since I found uh, pubic hair on my eggs. Ah. Uh, and a lot of people are like, how do you know it's pubic hair? It was like very short and curly, unless it was, you know, surely Hemphill from what's happening who's been dead for a long time. Uh, this was um, not hair I would want to ingest. <laughs> so I went back the next week. I'll give him one more chance. I believe in the one chance rule with everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went back the next week, order a turkey burger. Open up the bun. There's hair on my turkey burger. Really? So I'm not the biggest Cantor's fan. Wow. And it always kind of looks dirty, um, in my opinion. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, the comics love it because it's late night. Yeah. I mean, there's really, you'd think in L.A. there'd be tons of late night uh, places to go after 2 a.m. Right. And there really isn't. There's oh. Cantor's, Mel's. Yep. Um, Which is very overpriced. Yeah, it's not the. It's okay. I like swingers the best myself. Uh, you know it, what pisses me off about swingers is they don't have crackers for their soup. Actually, no, they do, but they only have wheat crackers. They don't have regular crackers. They only have wheat crackers. But I think if you ask for them, no, no, oh god, no. If you want regular crackers, you have to bring regular crackers. 
They only have wheat crackers, and that pisses me off. Well, the only thing I don't like about swingers is in the comedy world. I have I'm like a like the motorhead of comics. I'm I, uh, I I should be bigger than I am, but I'm just you know everyone knows me. So every a lot of comics go to swingers as well, and you you can never like bring a non-comedy, not a date, but. Someone who's not a comic in there because you'll always see a comic or two in there and they'll want to do shtick or joke around. It's like, dude, I'm with my friend. There, She or he right, is right, not right. a comic. Like, can we just like fucking, I'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, but uh, yeah, welcome to Hollywood, Izzy. Right, right. All right. So Izzy, before we go, first of all, thank you very much for oh, doing thank this. Thank you for having me. It's we didn't even really get into the wrestling shit. Dude. We have we could do three more hours. Oh, absolutely. My goal, and I don't know if it's the right goal, is for people to go, hey, bring that guy or girl back, um, which I've done. You know, I really only cut the interviews if I think they're either one boring. Right. And I think people are I think I know my fan base fairly well. I know when they're going to tune out or I want them to go, hey, keep going. And I'm like, no, we're going to bring Izzy back. Are you going to listen to me on Izzy's podcast? Absolutely. So, plug. This is the plug zone for you right now. Izzy Presley, give me everything. All right. So, the podcast is called Another Effing Podcast. You can find me on Spreaker and iTunes. If you are in the LA area and want to see the show live, uh, I do a monthly show. Do it monthly at the other door in North Hollywood. It's the first one that I've actually done since last year, but it's going to get kicking back up again and uh earl i would love to have you on that would be may 6th just gonna sit around and bullshit about music for about an hour would be an honor whatever um and then uh i i usually do my show every monday night live and but you can download it afterwards obviously and it's gonna be sporadic i've got uh spike from power man 2000 is gonna be on soon um probably chuck garrick and Calico Cooper from Bisto Blanco. Um, and the bass player from Alice Cooper, correct? Bass Cal- yes, the bass player from Alice Cooper. I've got Creighton Emmerich from Power, not Power Man, but uh, Orgy coming up. Uh, working on Stu Ham. Um, God, what else do I got? I-, I may have made a deal that would bring Stone Cold Steve Austin in studio. Um, Maybe we could bury the hatchet. Probably not. Probably not. I will. I will not tell him that I was on this show and had that conversation with you. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to, but uh, you know, I, he strikes me as a type of guy. He's like me. Once you're in his crosshairs, you're probably not going to get out of them. Yeah. But uh, you know, because I'm. But I, we'll see. I mean, it's it's not guaranteed. It's. I, I would love. I would love for it to happen because I'm a fucking wrestling geek, and I. He was one of my favorites. Ah, uh, God, what else do I got coming up? I got a lot of shit coming up. And then Ak Attributes Fraley on the 26th at uh at Lucky Strike, the 25th is Soundcheck Live. Both free shows. Uh Ak Attributes Fraley in Minneapolis on the 18th and 19th. The 18th is Rockville, Minnesota. The 19th is um Maplewood, Minnesota. Um you can find all just Google Ak Attributes Fraley. You can find all that good shit. All that kind of stuff. Twitter. Twitter at Real Izzy Presley on my quest for 1 million followers. Currently at about 2,200. <laughs> Listen, the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. Exactly. But I want to get out and start doing the comedy stuff more. I can make that happen. I, I love. 
I would I, love it, man. I don't recommend starting at the comedy no, store. God, no, Because I, I won't name the celebrity, but there's a celebrity who, uh, just say, had some uh, off-camera issues, Me Too, Time's Up, uh, and they started doing comedy, and they, for whatever reason, picked a comedy store. And uh, that's like trying to learn technical wrestling at ECW. Right. It's just not... Well, I, I disagree with that. You got to... Like, it, if you're, like, a, a newer wrestler and you uh, go to ECW, you're going to get the Sandman hitting you with a stick. You're going right. to get Rhino giving you the gourd. Uh, you're going to get Balls Mahoney. Well, I think he's dead, yes, but, he like, um, you know, you're going to get the Dudley Brothers. <laughs> you, you're not going to get, like, Lance Storm going, okay, let's do some arm bars and right, toe holds. Right, 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 uh, right. So the comedy store is not the place to dip your foot in the water. It's You'll drown. I'll wait until you say, Izzy, you're good enough to do it now. Well, you know, I don't like, you know, uh, I won't say you're good enough or bad enough, uh, but you're, I will say I think ready. you're ready. There you go. Because I'm an unknown comic for the most part. Uh-huh. Uh you know, so my word really means nothing more than anyone right. else's. But you've been doing it for 20 years. And if you look at me and go, Izzy, you're ready. I'll know I'm ready. I think I'd be a good barometer to say you're ready for the comedy store because it's a jungle. It's, you know, it's uh, Axel was right. I don't think there's ever been a truer song written than Welcome to the Jungle. He could just slipped in the comedy store instead of jungle. Welcome to the go. comedy store. We got your disease. And believe me, there's plenty up there. The open mics tonight. Oh, my God. That room's like Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> inappropriate. Me and Izzy are going to watch a little bit of the King Vegas game right now. Uh, King's Golden Knights. They better win tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's unbelievable that a team from Vegas had the second best record in the league. Good for them. In their first year in yeah. the league. And they were like literally the bad news bears, just getting the cast off yeah. from every team. Yeah. Uh, so uh, inappropriate Earl SoundCloud and iTunes. I say this every episode. I'm begging you guys, leave a fucking review. It's not that hard. It works better for me if iTunes sees, oh, this guy's got 500 reviews. If you don't like the show, I'm going to leave the review up. I, I, actually, it's, it's not in my control to leave it and take it down, but... My favorite review is the only, I think I have 200 reviews, one negative one, and it's my favorite one. And he's like, yeah, I used to love the 80s rocker interviews until he started interviewing unknown comics. Unsubscribed. I mean, <laughs> I don't know who you are, but I, I'd like to bring you back into the fold. So uh, thank you guys for uh, all the love lately. I mean, you know, I do it for you guys. I don't make money on this. I do it because I enjoy doing it, but I also do it to you know, get my friends' names out there like Izzy and all the comics and musicians and whatnot I have on here. So I uh, appreciate the love and support. Thursday, we'll be back with the great Willie Hunter, uh, who was nominated for an Emmy for his writing on the Gerard Carmichael show. He's also on Roast Battle, and he's a great comic too. So, uh, But now it's time for the Izzy Presley podcast to end. It'll be out tomorrow. But did you, did you end it yet? No. We're going to take you from number six all the way to 165. Well, it's possible. I still don't know how this works. I mean, some weeks, like uh, three days ago, I was uh, 34 and then uh, jumped to 23 and then to 18 for two days. And then my friend, Andrew Jacobs, the great Andrew Jacobs, he'll uh, post on my Facebook wall, hey, you're in the top 10. 
So, because uh, I don't look there at the charts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know how to look at the charts. Well, it's, you go on, uh, you go on iTunes, and you click podcast, and then there's uh, two categories you can look at: top podcast, top episodes. And I, uh, I believe, if you want to see where you rank in iTunes top 200, I think they only do the top 200. You just go on the top podcasts, you know, like Rogan's one and Marin and right. Joey Diaz and uh, uh, I think Ari Shafir, you know, the, the usual suspects. Dax oh. Shepard. Dax Shepard has like the number. Really? He, he and Rogan alternate. Uh, I mean, it, it, I think in the podcast world, it literally alternates day by day. Like, yeah. I, I think I'm, I was number six yesterday, Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised if today I'm number 17. Like it's, I don't Thank know. Thank you very much. Thanks, Izzy. You, <laughs> you fucking dick. Uh, Izzy Presley, please become fans of him. Support him. All his projects he's got going on. And I will see you guys Thursday with the great Willie Hunter.